to miss it, and he banked it in. One point game. Throws it. Does not hit the rim, and that's a violation. Rockets ball. Morris throws it. Smart catches it, puts up a three. Oh, it hits the rim, but falls short. And the winning streak is still alive. 15 in a row for the Houston Rockets. Well, that one was close to going in. Welcome to another episode of Title Town. We're here to talk some C's. C's. Celtics, for those of you that are uninitiated. Yeah. Uh, I'm Melissa. I'm Craig. How are you doing today, Craig? Doing, I'm doing excellent. Wow. That's great. I'm happy to hear that. What makes you so excellent today? You know, it's a good question. And if I think about it too much, I'll feel less excellent. So (laughs) how are you? We'll just move away from that topic. (laughs) Then I'm good. I feel solid. That's good. Yeah. (laughs) Solid B plus. I would give it. Yeah. Ready to talk some hoops? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's give it a shot. So what did we miss last week? What's been going on in the Celtics world All since right. we were last together? So the last time we were together, the gray Celtics were playing the gray Grizzlies and they won handily. Yeah, we hated the uniforms. I almost called them the costumes. <laughs> <laughs> Couple nights later, uh, oh. we had uh, Celtics Hornets. Charlotte came to town. And they got spanked. Also beat them. I think last week on the program, we did not give the Charlotte Hornets enough credit as for being a actually half-decent basketball team. Okay. I forgot that Dwight Howard played for them still. Okay. Um, Anybody should. Yeah, I mean, Dwight Howard. I think we can all... He's still good. Is he? You can't teach seven feet, Melissa. (laughs) And you don't don't lose it either. (laughs) That's true. Eventually, he probably will. Unless he gets something amputated. Well, he could get hunch. Yeah, okay, fine. Anyway, six six eleven is not bad either. Anyway, yeah, so I'll they take spanked it. the Hornets. Okay, uh, and then we then moved on to Saturday night. Really, the creme this de week, la creme of this, games. This week was all about Saturday night. It was all about the Houston Isn't game. Every week, you know, there's not a lot of these litmus test games in the NBA mm-hmm. in general. The first Rockets game at the Garden this year was a uh, was an interesting one. Came down to the wire at the very very end. And the Celtics prevailed, ultimately. Woo, pulled it out. Thanks to a little bit of an implosion on the part of the Houston Rockets, and more specifically, James Harden. Whatever. Who is like the odds-on like MVP for the NBA this year, but yeah. which is interesting to talk about the league MVP like just shitting himself in the last couple minutes of a game. I think everybody kind of has a game like that. But if he's having like a, if he's like having an out of his mind type of year, like you would think that that would extend to like the last two minutes of a meaningful game. Anyways, that's not the point. So they played Maybe Houston on Saturday night in Houston. Maybe he saw a ghost. Uh, and they lost. I don't know what the final score was, but it, it was, was only by a couple of points. It was 123 to 120. Thank you for that. High scoring affair. Yeah, very which, high. Which I think leads you to... Pull the uh, over on that. You were rolling in you it. Were, you hit big time. What else? Anything? No, that's pretty much it. You want to talk... Uh, let's talk Rockets. Yeah, I think that's the game that really mattered yeah. across the week. And you're right. That was a really high scoring game. Um, it is concerning how high scoring all of these games have been mm-hmm. uh, on both sides. Because uh, that's not how the Celtics have prevailed throughout most of the season Um, coming out of the all-star break. They've just been, they've been throwing up a ton of points, but they've also been giving up a bunch of points. Yeah. It's been sort of a run and gun kind of operation, which really isn't what they do. I don't think that's who they are. Right. We saw when they played a good team that does play that style of basketball. Like Houston Houston's all about like, we'll just put more points on the board than you. It didn't work out. So well for them. Yeah, sure didn't. And then it was a night where uh, most of your best play came from the bench and some of your yeah. role players. And 
you know, it's it doesn't make me feel great to see Kyrie Irving and Al Horford have really a poor night shooting from a team that doesn't play any defense. Right. No one was getting in your way. It's you're yeah. in your own way to not get the ball in the hoop. Right, right. So like when you when you step back and you look at that, it's like, okay, so this was like a big game, prime time, Saturday night mm-hmm. in Houston. They're the best team in the West. They're the best team, they have the best record in the NBA. We also didn't give enough credit for that. I think we called them the second place team in the, in the West last week, but that's neither here nor there. Check the but, standings yourself. Yeah, I think in our hearts and minds, on this on paper, they're the yeah. best team. I think in our hearts and minds, the, we all know that Golden State's actually better. I don't care what right, the standings at the say. E- end of the year, who's going to be there? Yeah, that's how we'll, de- we'll defend our inaccurate reporting from here on out. In our hearts and works. minds, we were yeah. right. Um, but yeah, <laughs> and, and they facts. roll into a game like that. And like you said, Houston is a fucking run and gun, like Chuck right. team. Mike D'Antoni, who has run the same system in every team he's coached from the Suns to the Knicks, now the Rockets, like he just disregards defense entirely. Right. And it's worked for him in some instances, and it hasn't in others. It's worked for him in the same way that Rockets are a team that can put the points up, so yeah, it works. Yeah. But Mike D'Antoni has worked in the same way that like Jeff Fisher has worked in the NFL. Like he's like great if you want to be like above 500 and just go nowhere. Sure. Ever solid playoff. Yeah, you'll make the playoffs year. and lose for almost maybe for sure. Yeah, if you're the owner, you get the playoff gate for a couple uh, games, and that's it. Yeah, and then y'all go home and enjoy your off season. Yeah, it's fu- it's just uh, yeah, it's just so funny. I wonder what they're like when he's drawing up plays and stuff. Like, what are they doing? Like, what are they talking about? <laughs> get, so this like, is the hoop and the ball. <laughs> You put it in yours, and they'll put it in theirs, and like we'll just see what At happens. The first opportunity, not the best opportunity, the first opportunity yeah. you get to take a shot. Throw it up. Throw get it up. Get that thing in the air, boys. <laughs> yeah. Get it in the air. That's what we're all about. Here's here. the play: Trevor Ariza, run up the floor, shoot. Here's yeah. the next play: James Harden, run up the floor, shoot. Don't pass it. Don't waste time with that. You're just losing scoring. No, we're not here for any of that wussy bullshit. Shoot yeah. the ball. Don't even dribble it. Just fucking travel across. <laughs> no one's gonna stop you. Who's gonna call you? Nobody. It's fine. Just run. Get there. You're tall. You'll make it. So. You have concerns about the sustainability of that model. Well, I think we maybe saw that on Saturday night that, you know. It was yeah, I have real concerns about the sustainability of that model. I, I did some quick math for us. Oh, I'm ready. No, it wasn't that quick. She reaches for her phone <laughs> because the math was not quick. Well, the math was quick. The memory. Oh, gotcha. So since the All-Star break, the defense has averaged 107 points. It's too much. Yeah, it's way too many. It's too much. And the reason they've won is because they've averaged scoring 118 points. So that math checks out. That's more points. Sure does. Uh, But the problem is, I don't see how you were going to continue at that pace of scoring 118 points a game to beat some of these better teams right because eventually you're going to run into some teams that do play defense and Kyrie Irving's been pretty pretty much out of his mind during that stretch that you just I mean he on Saturday night he was not um but him and Horford just like I don't know he was he was lighting it up and I feel like that happens a lot in the NBA after the all-star break I don't know what happens during the all-star break maybe it's just a bunch of awesome players getting together but like Anthony Davis came out of the fucking shoot hard like everybody's just been like I don't know. A lot of the star players look like star players immediately post All-Star break. Well, but even the bench for the Celtics has been contributing. The bench is averaging 56 points a night. That's a lot. That's crazy. That's a ton. Actually, Jesus, you sent me that earlier and I didn't really register, but 56 points a night? Yeah, average from your bench. Like, that's too many coming from your bench. You need more points from your star players and you need more defense. Like, I can't say that enough because what happens when you run up against a team that can stop you? Yeah. When you hit the Clevelands and the Golden States of the world that, like play two phases of basketball and they're going to be like and they're not just some garbage nba team that you can step on like throw the the points up there and whatever and if you give up a ton of points like 
okay, well, your players are so much better than theirs that you're going to end up putting up. Yeah. And the thing with the with thing with the basketball is that nine times out of ten, the team with the best player on the floor wins, right? And on most nights in the NBA, yeah, Kyrie Irving's the best player on the floor, and therefore the Celtics will win the game. Right. It's just that when you run up against the Torontos, the Clevelands, like you were saying, the Hughes, like you know, who's a better player, James Harden or Kyrie Irving? I think there's at least a discussion to be had there. So you can even, so you might even make the argument that the best player on the floor is kind of a wash. So it's like, what are you left with? And when you're playing in the playoffs. You're not going to be the obvious favorite to win the game. So these things matter. Right. You don't get a couple Grizzlies games. Yeah. I mean, maybe in the first round, maybe you could have a rollover. But like, who even cares about that? Because that's just, you know, it's not it's not any way to measure how good your team is. Right. It's basically just like a throwaway series that everyone has to play to move on to the big boys. And 56 on average, 56 points off the bench from the uh, 56 points from the bench is great. Like, that's not you know, we're not saying that it's bad, but it's just. You, well, you use the term unsustainable is really right. what the point. Yeah, and too much of your offense is coming from the bench, which means that you're great that they're capable of that. Right, you just but, don't want to be relying on right, them. Right, exactly. Yeah. You need your star players to be the ones that are putting up the majority of those points. Um, and I can't. You're right. It's unsustainable, and I can't overemphasize enough that it, the unsustainable part is the number of points that they're giving up. Because you're gonna have a game where you only score ninety points, and if you're giving up hundred and seven, like. You just got blown out and you need to be able to hold people to 85, 90 themselves. So when you your offense has an off game like that, you know, you have a little recovery there. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be able to hold people too. as we're recording. They currently are playing the Bulls. I think it's wrapped up now. Yeah. Talk they, about a shit team. Uh, they were well on their way to a victory. I'm guessing they won. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely rolled tonight. And I mean, but, you know, we said after the all-star break, if they win three out of four, they'll be all yeah. right. They ended up winning four out of four, then losing in Houston. And I mean, it's, fairly typical NBA for two really good teams to go up against each other and each team hold serve like you just yeah. win on your home floor Boston won when they were at the garden and Houston won in Houston like right. so you look at that and you're like okay well if that's I'm... the NBA for you <laughs> like I guess if they meet in a seven game series which they almost certainly won't sure home, I, I that's don't think Houston's that's good by becomes... the way I really don't think Houston is I don't, I... Well, they would have the same problems that if the Celtics thought they were gonna maintain this pace yeah they'll have the same problems that the Rockets inevitably always end up having is they play a team that can play defense and can actually stop them from scoring. Right. And suddenly they can't win. Yeah. And I think, I think Golden State can beat them in two ways with Golden State can Golden State can like D them up and actually stop them from shooting. And yeah. if they decide to get into a run and gun shootout, they'll have Golden the State is better equipped for that too. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. Like, I don't think Houston's going to beat Golden State. The end of the Rockets game had a little, Intrigue. Yeah, the end of the Rockets game pissed me off, as I'm sure it pissed <laughs> off many Celtics fans, yeah. where the Celtics are down three, they inbound the ball and get immediately fouled, and they mm-hmm. in, in sending your best player to the line, Kyrie Irving goes to the line, and he has to make, remember, you're down three in this situation, you got two freebies, so you got to make one, you got to miss the other, right. catch the regain rebound. possession, and get a bucket somehow. Right. The rules, I was hazy on the rules here, but the, you can't just ping it off the backboard and get the rebound. You have to, if your team is going to get the rebound, you have to at least hit the rim. Oh, interesting. So you can't, I didn't realize it was that specific. Yeah. Well, I mean, because otherwise you could just... Yeah, bounce it back to yourself. Throw it overhand off the backboard and just grab it <laughs> that again. That would be a great Which play. you can like do. see that. Missing by a mile is not a violation, but right. only if you're, if you're going to get the rebound, right. then it's a violation. Yeah. So Kyrie Irving is charged. This happens twice at the end of the game. Once with five seconds left. Again, down three two free throws, makes one, 
goes to miss the second one and makes it by accident. Thanks, Kyrie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, like, the Rockets you got said, players that you're like, God, this guy can't hit a free throw to save his life. And now you're looking at Kyrie and yelling like, can you just fucking miss one? All you got to do is just nail it off the rim. And right. like, Shaq's that's been it. doing it his whole career. <laughs> yeah, you're fucking uh, your co-star there. But yeah. Houston goes down the floor, gets a bucket. I think that, oh, I think James Harden or someone just like basically just runs straight and lays it in. And so now you're down three again. Right. Same thing. Inbound Same the ball. Scenario. Another foul. Kyrie Irving back at the line. Now there's like 2.8 or something. Well, why wouldn't left. you send Kyrie right back to the line if you're the Rockets? Of course. He apparently oh, can't oh, miss. Oh, oh. Well, yeah. It, as a Celtics fan, you should also be perfectly comfortable in this situation yeah. as your best player is now at the line right. being charged with what is ultimately a very easy task. Miss. Of... Miss. Hit the rim with the basketball that you've spent your whole life handling with nobody in your way. Right. No one's playing defense and in the game or in this moment. He then, yeah, he then makes the first one. Great. Sure. That's what you're supposed to do. Golf, and clap it up. goes to intentionally miss the second one and pings it off the backboard. Wide right. Doesn't catch the rim. Al Horford comes down with the rebound. Attempts to call timeout, which I don't think they gave to him. Whatever. And but it's a violation anyways. Yeah. Basically ball game at that point. Infuriating because it's just ridiculous that he couldn't do his job in that moment. Doubly infuriating. There was a and I fucking can't remember who it was against. Someone please tweet this at us at Titletown Cast. But there was a game where Kyrie Irving was had the same duties. End of the game. Down three at the line. Make one miss the other and he like throws it straight forward at the front of the rim which he actually in this case hit but he like leaned too far into it and stepped across the line another violation and it doesn't go like i don't understand why he can't do that it's one thing if you make the play and you just don't get the rebound right like the rockets get the ball it yeah, bounces sure. right to one of them like those things are going to happen but you're not even putting your pos- your team in a position to try yeah you're yeah it's pr- brutal because and you're right like you have been literally doing this for your entire life and i understand that you're taught to hit free throws but it can't be hard Figure it to out. just figure it out shorten it up a little figure like it out. shank it off the rim anybody who's out there making excuses for Kyrie irving today is an idiot as far as I'm concerned, it's really hard for them to like, you know, it's like all oh, muscle memory and it's really hard for them to change with it. I don't care. You're a professional Guy gets athlete, paid millions of dollars. Yeah. He's the best player on the floor. You, you, you just got to chest pass it to the rim. Right. Figure it out. Two the, chances. Over two. Brutal. The, the rim, it stays stationary. Sure it's not, does. It's not like some kind of carnival game nope, where it's not, moving around. Not like the town fair. Yeah. It's just right there. Right in yeah, front yeah, of you. Yeah. You're looking at it. Just so the, ping it right off. That was brutal. Uh... It's just a tough way to lose it, to be given the opportunity and to be in the game. Like they were in the game. They only lost oh, God, like, three. Yeah. And you're right. The ball is in the hands of your best player. And it, sure, it's not a normal quote unquote play for him to make. But like, who else do you want in that situation doing it? Right. And it's it's like, um, it's not it's not like a total Hail Mary type onside kick play. Like you're right. Like there is right. an element of like, which way is the ball going to bounce and who's going to get there? Sure. But, but, your, but it's like. He if didn't even wanna, get to that point. Exactly. We're not even talking about Your that. Your kicker just knocked it off the pedestal. He didn't even kick it. Right. The pedestal. The so, teeth. <laughs> pedestal. That's like what like when people on NPR talk about sports, you know. <laughs> the man with a man with his stick uh missed the ball and lost the match. <laughs> Anyways. So that's one thing that pissed me off from the other night. And again, a, I, I, it's hard to get this worked up about like regular season basketball games. Yeah. But like there's only so many. There's nine or 10 maybe total in the season that are against like yeah. one of the top five teams in the league. 
right? Yeah, you can really get up for it. And that that's where you measure. That, like, you're going to be challenged. You know, and not to make another football analogy, but like we talk about this with the Patriots, where they play, you know, their season is ultimately like fucking three playoff games where right. everything else you know they're going to win. It's not really like a big deal. And when, but when you lose those games, it's that much more amplified. Yeah. So, anyways, that was that. Another thing that's pissing me off about this oh, Rockets yeah. game. Oh, wow. Okay. Do you want to know what it is? Yeah, I do. Because I'll tell you if you want to know. I'm pumped. All right. I'm tired of Celtics fans who are like just happy to be there. Oh, like they got the invite to the party? Yeah. Like the cool kids asked you to sit at the lunch table. You lose to the Rockets. Yeah. And the, the reaction is like, well, you know, it Ooh. shows that we can like, we can hang. No, you've lost. We, yeah, you can hang. Like, yes, you can hang. We know you're like the one of the top four teams in the league. You can hang. Stop. <laughs> and have been all season. This is not last year or two years ago when yeah. you're just like a fringe playoff team. Like, you can hang. Well, you weren't a fringe playoff team last year. You were two years ago. Sure. But like, it's it should not be like you no longer get the like, wow, you made it to this upper echelon of the NBA. Like, you're oh, there. You didn't you're get established by the Rockets. You have like, Kyrie Irving on the floor. You have Al Horford on the floor. Like, you have two first round picks, yeah. high first round picks Jason on the floor. Tatum. Like, you in 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 the second best coach in the league. Like, you should be there stop stop giving yourself the participation award for hanging with houston in the last two minutes of a game Ah, oh, aggravating do you think it's because celtics fans feel this sense of like i don't know if we can make it over that last hurdle the like cleveland golden state echelon uh you think it's like a, i'm thinking like a defense mechanism like you're just setting yourself up because you know you're not going to get the outcome that you want so you're like protecting yourself now I guess so. I think it's just. I think if you're. I think you're trying to take away a positive from an uh, a ne- a situation that has not many of them. I'm trying to like psychoanalyze. The right. Me too. I think. I'm, I think they're trying to draw a positive yeah. from a bad night of basketball, and that positive is well, we came close with a really good team, which is true. Right. But you should at least come close with a really good team. That's like being invited to the cool kids table and yeah. being like, well, at least they didn't like pour milk on my yeah. head. Well, but it's like, well, but no, you're but a cool kid now. You. You're doing the inviting. Yeah. You are a cool kid. You are a bona fide cool kid. You're right. not like the weirdo at Wednesdays. the table. You're yeah. a, you're a, you are a certified cool kid at the table. You belong. <laughs> so You should like no longer go sakes. home every day and be like, oh, I'm glad that I can get pants in the middle of the cafeteria. No, right. it's not. it's not on the table. Right. It's not going to happen to you. Yeah, you're cool. You're good. You're in the club. You made it. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah, it, it is a little annoying. It's, uh, I don't know. I don't You're know less to, annoyed by it than I am. I am way less I annoyed about it than you. Because I can also see myself like, oh, well, at least we tried. Like, hold yourself to a higher standard. Like, let's go. Cleveland looks like they're imploding. Yeah. The East is Jesus. wide open. You've yeah. had decent success against Toronto. Like, they're no, you know, bona fide NBA super team. No, like, they haven't proved they can do anything in the playoffs. You should be holding you, you should be holding yourself to a higher standard. That's what I think. Okay, Craig. Well, I'll do better for you. Please do. Thank you, God. That's I will a- not accept your losses any longer. <laughs> you are a trash team and you should be winning this shit. Could have, arguably should have won that game. Okay. I support your rage. It's a little stronger than I would go with it. I understand why people do that for their teams. I think, I don't know. I think we do see that sometimes. Like, not us necessarily, but we talk all the time about people coming to play the Patriots and it's like, oh, this is like their Super Bowl. They got to get up for it. And they're like, at least we're going to get for but we don't say that about the Patriots because they are Well, they're there. the best. Right. They're the Golden State. Right. But if like Pittsburgh comes in, well, that's a terrible example. No, that's exa- No, that's a great example. 
Yeah. Pittsburgh is the second best team in the AFC. So aren't the Celtics. Yeah, but they never get by the Patriots. We've never that's, gotten by the Cavaliers. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I think that like Celtics fans do still have that of like, but we, I don't we think, can't get over that hump of right. the LeBron. But do you think that Pittsburgh Steelers fans, when they lost in the last minute in that regular season game, were like, well, at least we hung with the Pats. No, they were like, no, they were furious because they expect more. And they were mad at the refs and they were mad at us. And it was beautiful. It was the appropriate reaction in my mind. All right. Yes, 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 yes. Score one for Stan. Okay, fine. You can have that one. I have something else I want to talk to you about. Oh, okay. I have something to talk about too. What? You go. No, I it might wait. be the same thing. I want you to go. Uh, do you see anything from your boy Gordon this week? I saw him walking around. Walking? Dribbling? Like some kind of bipedal human just all <laughs> over the place. Bipedal. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So Gordon Hayward put a video on Instagram this week of him just kind of, you know, em- around. empty gym, shooting some shots, dribbling. Some guy was talking to him. He looked like he was ignoring it. <laughs> It was cool, but he's on two feet, no brace, no nothing, just yeah. gym shorts and sneakers. Right. He's not sitting in that weird folding chair taking shots anymore. No, that made me so sad. <laughs> yeah. That's not a proud Talk look. Talk about not being at the cool kid uh, table. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> that is not a proud look. They should not be televising those things. Yeah. So he is like out making moves. Do you think he's coming back? So I don't know. I hold my take. I think he's coming back. I don't know. I'm not going to make a prediction, but up Brad until... Brad Stevens is still like, no, 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 he's not playing. I'm up like, until okay. now, yeah. I have been a firm, I don't want Gordon Hayward... To come back. To come back right. person. Right. We've been on opposite sides of this argument. Because I don't think it's worth... I think you have him here for the long haul, right? right? And like Risk this not season worth the reward. Got it. Yeah. Is not necessarily the season... But it is because you want them shouting out the rafters when they don't beat the Rockets. So I've had a change of heart. I've oh! had a very recent change of oh! heart. And that change of heart is, uh, I think this is more the year than I thought it was originally. Oh, okay. Oh, you're seeing an op- you're seeing as Cleveland's kind of imploding, there's a little bit of an opportunity arising that we didn't anticipate. Big time. So coming out of the, <laughs> coming out of the break, Cleveland beat the Wizards, beat the Grizzlies. Sure. Everyone beats the Grizzlies. Well, they, they were beating everybody there after that trade. They yeah. beat the Hawks. Yeah, they came gangbusters all together. I think they made the trade somewhere around like February. February 9th is my birthday, and right around then yeah, is where they made out. the trade. So, sure. Uh, they beat a bunch of bad teams, but it's okay. They beat the Magic. They beat the Timberwolves. They beat the Hawks. They beat, they beat the Celtics on Paul Pierce night. They beat the Thunder. That was rude. And then that was the All-Star break. Boom. Yeah. Right? Coming out of the All-Star break, they've now lost to the Wizards. They beat the Grizzlies. They lost to the Spurs. They beat the Nets. They lost to the 76ers. They lost to the Nuggets. Ooh. And then tonight they beat the Pistons. But it, they basically, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to subject everybody to the fucking shitty schedule. <laughs> but they basically made this trade, had a sugar high. They looked really good. They yeah. smacked the seas and have totally come back down to earth. Not only have they lost to some bad teams in there. Those were at both home games too. The the Oof. two losses that I just mentioned, like there's just the infighting and the the like Sniping. joyless nature of it. I've like read a couple things just about like just b- body language and things of that <clears throat> nature. They just uh, look. Oh, I'm sorry. That I'm sorry. That sounds like uh. Mm, no, oh, the chemistry is no poor. No the chemistry, chemistry is poor. No chemistry is leading to losing. I just want everyone to hear Craig say that the chemistry is poor. I'll okay. tell you that it appears okay. poor. Okay, and, and the team also and now appears poor. Losing. Which one caused the other? 
Uh, I'm not so sure. The chemist. Okay. Point is, I think the door's open. I think Cleveland's yeah. a, a vulnerable. I'm not one of these people that says they're fucked. Vulnerable's a great word for it. Vulnerable. And I'm There's not an scared of Toronto. I'm really not scared of Toronto. Famous last words. We weren't scared of Philly in the Super Bowl. But basketball's so much more predictable than football is. I agree with that. Who's the best player in that Toronto series? It's Kerry by a mile. Right. Yeah. And a, nine times out of unless ten. He, unless you want him to miss a free throw. You can take this to <laughs> Vegas, folks. Nine times out of ten, teams in the NBA, whoever's, whoever's got the best player on the floor wins. So I'm saying I'm, I've had a change of heart. Bring back Gordon Hayward. Yeah. Let's Let go. Let him play. We clearly, the Celtics clearly need someone else whose name is not Kyrie Irving to yeah. be able to score reliably night in, night out. They need that secondary scorer it's, because it's been... Sometimes it's been this guy. Sometimes it's been that guy. Sometimes it's been no guy. And on right. the nights where it's no guy, you generally lose. lose. It spreads the offense around because now the other team has Changes to take everything. way, way more people on the court seriously as a scoring threat. And I think Gordon Hayward coming back it adds a little spark into the team. It, get, it lets them come back as like we're the new big three. Like we're going to show you what we can do. Yeah. And yeah, I think it right in time for the playoffs. Just fucking start rolling teams yep. with if that. If he's ready, I'm into Bring it. Whatever. It. Fuck it. Yes. Welcome Fuck it. to my side. Fuck it. This is the right side. Whatever. We're gonna be on the right side of history. Whatever. Here. I can feel it. Because I mean, I think I think a trip to the finals and like we are in an area of the country where we're a championship or bust type of town. Yeah. At this our point, podcast is named Title Town for quite Christ's literally, sakes. quite literally. Yeah. Uh, Us in Green Bay. Yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah. Anybody. Whatever. If you have to do math to make your point, you're any wrong. other math than addition. Yeah. <laughs> if you get into like per kit champions per capita, get out of here. The minute you say per garbage. capita, I'm like, what are you uh, doing? My taxes? Shut up. <laughs> anyway, you're taking the census. <laughs> yeah. uh, I got no dog. I'm not paying that licensing fee. Yeah, I, I, uh, it's tough because we have this the lens of like unprecedented sports success in New England over the last. <laughs> 20 years or so yeah. where it's hard to look at a, a, a season that you don't win it all and say, great job. But I think going to the finals, like going to the finals and playing a golden state or maybe a Houston, but probably golden state and probably losing is still like making the finals is a big deal. Like making yeah. the finals is a, that's a statement. Like that's well, it's better legit. than you did last year. You're legit. You came out of the East and now you get to start next season with all those players back on the floor. Yeah. You basically knew lose no one of significance at that point. Like, so I'm in on that. I, th I see a little opening. My previous thought was Cleveland's good. They're better than you. They will beat you. So why rush it? Like, wh who, why push? I feel like, and I why feel like. Why push someone back potentially early from a really yeah. bad injury, especially when you have so much invested in this player, if it's not going to go anywhere anyways. But I think it might. So let's do well, it. Well, and looking at him walking around, it's hard to think that it's risky at this point. Like, he seems pretty healed oh he's definitely like regular guy there's like some stamina probably that he needs to work through and like getting his timing back and like sure, playing sure, sure. with the team oh yeah I mean, I'm, I'm into like getting him off the bench like do whatever you gotta do yeah. to like normally like rehab him i'm for it i'm on board glad we're on glad we're on the same team i heard uh, i read uh no i didn't read this i heard on the radio something interesting oh tell me and that is uh there's a road trip coming up celtics road trip coming up a good chemistry and builder. A good. I gotta get off that. Please, a good <laughs> little indicator of whether or not Gordon Hayward's like on the right track. I heard, oh. and it's a good point. Is whether or not he makes the trip. Oh yeah, so they got a West Coast string coming up at the end of March. They've got the Blazers, Trailblazers. Sac they're in uh, Portland, Sacramento, Phoenix, Utah. Bing, bang, boom. Okay. And whether or not he goes on that trip is a good yeah. indicator of whether he's going to return oh, because apparently, like the the 
rehab regimen that he's on is like super intense and like if he went on the road it wouldn't like work anymore so that would be a cue that he doesn't need to be on like the super super hardcore plan. every single day oh interesting rehab plan oh i like that yeah little so we'll peek see. behind the curtain 23rd of that i was about to say when does that road starts trip start? the 23rd march 23rd yeah obviously that was a stupid yeah. question all right great so we'll know in a couple weeks maybe so where we'll know. we're at so we'll know Uh, you got you got one final take here. Something close to a douche of the week, maybe? Yeah, pretty close. Nothing significantly douchey happened about this particular instance. Yeah, we've been laying off the douches of the week. You know, sometimes, you know. You don't want to shoehorn it. I don't want to force pretty, people into that kind of title. Yeah, and the world's a pretty douchey place. There's no shortage of douches yeah. in general. You probably all have one in your life every week. Yeah. But I'm really mad that Kobe Bryant won a goddamn Oscar. Let's explore that feeling a little bit. It makes me feel like it can't be that hard to win then and we should get one too. Yeah. Everyone should get one. Like, what did he do? He wrote a poem that they made into a short animated film called Dear Basketball, and then it won an Oscar. I feel like the pool, probably pretty shallow in that category. Feels like it. Well, do you know the category? Was it a short film? or It's so- a short animated film. Oh, that's so specific. So specific. But there's goddamn Kobe Bryant walking up onto the stage, being given an Oscar acceptance speech. Wow. He had a little, t- he, he, well, I guess I was just about to say he had a little dig at Trump. I guess it was really more of a dig at Laura Ingram, but it was a dig at. Yeah. Oh, basketball players only supposed to dribble. Yeah. It was sort of a shoehorny type of yeah, you, line. Yeah, Kobe, they're supposed to dribble and not rape hey, people. Shoot us, shoot. But like. Shoot us, shoot. <laughs> you didn't manage to do that one. So. Yeah. A little, little ironic in that the, you know, the Me Too movement and all that stuff yeah. was sort of the theme of the night, rightfully so. And you got Kobe up there like, ooh. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much the poser trial for sexual assault. For a, for a time he was he was been he's been eclipsed by some real uh, yeah all stars yeah, in that I mean, category but for he, a time he was and I think like I don't want to keep holding that against him forever but I also think there's I don't know read the room and like is that really who you want to be celebrating yeah on a night when people are talking about. And it wasn't as much here as it was in previous award shows, but like it still is very much a oh, part of the culture. A of dominant like, theme. It was a dominant right. theme. I watched Me the whole too, thing. I'm not proud up, of it. Never I'm not again. proud of it. You watched, watched the whole the Oscars? Oscars. We should have explored. I it also back watched further. the entire Golden Globes. The Golden Globes I enjoy not, more. I feel like they're a little more lighthearted. I'm not in a good place. <laughs> Apparently not. You got way too much free time if you're watching that crap. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was just like, it was weird. Wait it was. A minute. It was strange. What's happening? I'm sure it's a wonderful poem and I'm glad that he crafted it for himself as a part of his retirement. But like, I don't, I don't need to see Kobe Bryant anymore. I don't need him on stage at the Oscars. It seems weird that he was like, I'm sure he did not have a ton to do with that movie. Like if he wrote the thing in the first place, that's great. But like, you know, you don't see like when when, when Game Who? of Thrones wins Emmys, fucking George R. R. Martin doesn't go up there to yeah. accept the thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Like we're talking about the the film itself, which I would, well, but can't imagine. Animated. Kobe Bryant was like sitting in front of fucking like Final Cut, like chopping the edits. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I feel like they were just whatever. They went for the name power, and I can't help. I mean, obviously, I didn't see any of the movies nominated in that category, and I'm totally speaking out of my ass right now. It's fine. But like, really, that was the best movie. I doubt it. I, right. Find I, it hard to believe. I think it was a big name and like it's not someone that the Oscars or the Academy would normally be able to recognize or say like, oh, look at how diverse we are and how much we've spread into no, other areas Kobe of the world. Kobe Bryant called someone and he was like, I'm not going unless I'm winning. 
Like I'm not going yeah, to the Oscars for the camera me. to pan to me where I have my sourpuss loser face on. Yeah, we've all I'm seen that I'm going to win. I'm going to hold a trophy, or I'm not going at all. <laughs> yeah, that's basically how we approached every day in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, too. Right, exactly. If I'm not winning a trophy. I'm not showing up. Yeah, totally. So as soon as the team started sucking, it's consistent. Didn't show up anymore. Hot takes on the Oscars. Yeah, fuck you, Kobe Bryant. Give me your Oscar. I deserve it more. Yeah, you could write a poem. Probably. How hard could it be? Not very. I'll do a little haiku. Bang. (laughs) Got it. And then just meet some skilled filmmaker. Cartoonist. Little J.J. Abrams nerdy type. (laughs) And then your name's up in lights. Boom. (laughs) Suddenly I'm on the Oscar stage. Who are you going to thank? I'll thank you for this great idea. I'm going to thank Tanya Harding putting her life in the line for all of us. American hero. Yeah. And I'm going to thank the kids not sitting at the cool table. I don't know why. I just feel like they need it. (laughs) You're loved. Just not by any of your peers. (laughs) (laughs) More in the abstract sense. Yeah. Like by the greater good. (laughs) Those kids are real assholes. They're not going to be redeemable. In a very indirect way. Yeah. But like, you're cool. It's fine. Don't. You'll never see them again. Don't worry about it. All right. Anyway. That's a wrap. Wait. Dark and fast. Before we wrap up, who do we got to look forward to this week? We got... We got the Timberwolves on Thursday night. The Pacers on Sunday. That should be a decent yeah, yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wednesday on uh, Wizards on Wednesday. That Ooh, should be a decent game. I like that alliteration. By that point, we'll have been talking already. So, I yeah, mean, they got a couple days off in here, which is nice. They're not on like a crazy. Yeah, those are some good like B plus teams though. Pacers, yeah. Wizards, like that's solid. Keep you going. We'll see. We'll I mean, see if, if the they, dro- if they drop together. two out of those three, we'll that be coming be on here on Monday. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, we'll be coming in hot. It's one of those things. It's like a no win for them because if they win, we'll be like, yeah, well, yeah, of course duh. you won. You're supposed to win. If they lose, we'll be like, you suck. Yeah, so take care of business, and you'll be a friend of Tattletown. Yeah, you'll be even cute. <laughs> anyway, uh, all, right. all right, give us a follow on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook yeah. at Tattletown Cast. You can also uh, rate and subscribe and leave a comment on the iTunes. Those iTunes, I've heard about that. You can also find us on Spotify and Google Play. Oh, so many places. You, uh, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. So pervasive. Uh, com, GuyBostonSports.com. Yeah, where you can also oh check out some other podcasts and some cool content about yeah. local sports. Sure, sure. All that stuff. Uh, anyway. We'll see you next week. Bye. Later. Later.